Hello and welcome to the Andrew Ferris Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the show. Today I want to talk about an issue that is a constant firestorm of conversation around D2C Twitter and elsewhere. And I want to give you my take and what I do really with my clients specifically in regards to attribution and attribution tools. This is a a hot button issue because I think people feel in the dark. They don't know what to do. They wanna make sure they're spending their money wisely, that they're not wasting money on their advertising. And there's a lot you could say about this topic, but I wanna tell you exactly what my approach to this issue is and really ultimately why I think that for the majority of brands, you just don't need a third party attribution tool and it's probably not producing profit in excess of the cost. So I'm gonna jump in, make the case for why I think that. Let's do it. All right, let's clear up a couple things from the outset here. The first is that I have no paid relationship to anybody in the attribution or a, I don't know, competitor to attribution. I don't even think that exists, but I have no incentive here in any direction. Let's also clear up that it's, I have talked with people from all of the major e-commerce attribution companies, Triple Whale, Northbeam, Rockerbox, I like them all. They all seem like good quality people to me who are trying their best to make attribution useful and clear to customers who need that kind of information to optimize their ad spend. So nobody's saying anything about anybody's intent here or anything like that. But my main audience and my main goal with this show is to talk as best as I can, as much as I can to operators and advertisers who are trying to grow their businesses. And my goal is to provide you clear strategy, actionable strategy, big picture and in the details of what will help you grow your business. And so in light of that, I have been doing some work recently with some of my specific clients that has made me come to the belief that I do not think that for most brands, an attribution tool creates most brands. Let's clear. Let's be clear. Most brands that an attribution tool, I believe in most cases, an attribution tool does not create value in excess of the cost. And sometimes I actually think that by adding that tool, you can actually create some negative value. And I'll talk about why. So let me just start by talking about what an attribution tool actually is. The big three, like I said, in e-commerce right now, and I think there are probably others, but the ones that I know of that are the most popular seem to be Triple Whale, Northbeam, and Rockerbox. Northbeam and Rockerbox, I believe both purport to be MTAs, multi-touch attribution tools, which model data across a customer journey. That's what people are using it for is to assign partial credit to multiple ad touch points. I don't believe Triple Whale is an MTA. They don't say they are on their website that I could see. But Triple Whale is nonetheless purporting to show accurate attribution, particularly, crucially, on your Facebook spend in a post-iOS 14.5 environment so that you know where your spend is going and which ads and which campaigns and those sorts of things are working to create value in your spend. They also show you some overlap between your Facebook and Google ads spending as obviously that's an issue for a lot of people. Let's say somebody clicks a Facebook ad and then uh, they click a Google ad on their way to purchase. And so they're taking two clicks actually along the way along their customer journey. And Triple Whale will give you that overlap at least if you're seeing much of that. So that's what they're basically trying to do. Accurate attribution on the pixel, especially again in that post iOS 14.5 environment, which we'll talk more about in a second. And then some of them really trying to actually give you a much deeper look at the customer journey to assign partial credit to ads and different touch points along the way from when customers have a lot of touch points in your ad across your marketing channels to before they make a purchase and trying to really figure out how to assign credit. And of course, the point here is a great idea, which is to properly assign the amount of credit to each of your marketing efforts. That way, you know exactly where to spend your money. And by 
making sure that you don't give too much credit to the wrong channels, no matter what each of the channels themselves are telling you in their own internal dashboards. Of course, there's a concern here where each marketing platform wants to take credit. That's what people say. You know, they, they all want to take credit as much as possible for making you money. And so instead of trusting the people who are selling you the ads to tell you how much value the ads are creating for you, don't trust the salesperson. Don't trust the people who have strong financial incentive. Instead, go to a third-party tool that doesn't really care whether or not Facebook or Google is providing you more value, but instead can just tell you which one it is. And that way uh, they can sort of arbitrate the whole thing for you and you can better assign your money. There's some obvious cases in which this sort of thing could be useful, right? If Facebook's reporting is just worthless to you, then it would be really nice to know how much your Facebook spend is working. Again, I'll come back to that in a second. And you know, the classic example of this is that Google branded search is taking a ton of credit for the value that it's creating. And everybody knows that a branded search ad is probably cannibalizing organic search ads to a certain degree to where very high intent customers are. You're paying Google for the privilege of getting very, very high intent customers to click on a search result and get to your website. And maybe that's a waste of money, right? So sort of everybody recognizes those sorts of things. Let's just keep that distinction straight. A categorical search is a search for the category that your product is in, you know? So let's say it was a skincare brand. It would say like, you know, clean skincare. Let's say somebody searched that. Branded search would be, let's say your brand name like Bamboo Earth, okay? So somebody searched Bamboo Earth. So those two are very different levels of intent. And so we know that probably it would be useful to better understand that those two kinds of customers searching those two different terms have different levels of readiness to make a purchase are in different phases of that consideration journey before they're ready to make a purchase. And so how you assign credit where you set your targets for those two clicks matters, okay? So this makes sense. This makes sense in theory. And we should say here that part of this all happened, the rise of these tools really rocketed in the last year and a half, basically, since the rollout of iOS 14.5. I think everybody used to understand that there were some challenges with Facebook attribution, but most people also understood that a Facebook dashboard, like like clients that I worked with when I was at Common Thread Collective and when I was running brands at 4400, we basically took Facebook's attribution as reliable. Now, there's one caveat there, which is that there's a question about view attribution, view through attribution, but click attribution in particular, even if click attribution maybe undersold the total value of your purchases a little bit because there's some view attribution happening or whatever, most people seem to understand that Facebook ads was like a good dashboard. So I'd work with clients and they were pretty happy to say like, yeah, we know that it's not exactly the whole story, but that it's basically correct. And that we can use the metrics in the Facebook dashboard to guide our spend. So that was the case. And then iOS 14.5 rolled out and ruined all of that because people could opt out of the tracking that drove that kind of measurement, right? And of course, most customers did when prompted by Tim Cook to do that. They mostly opted out. And so Facebook now had this problem, which was that its spend could not optimize as effectively as before because it was not getting the same level of conversion data, first of all. And then secondly, it couldn't track it as well as before. And both things hurt. We all, if you were running ads at that time as an owner or as an advertiser or whatever, you remember what it was like in you know mid-2021 for all of a sudden your ad account to both perform and visibly show much worse performance. So it was performing worse and it was underselling how much how the performance was. Both things were happening at the same time. It really messed with things for a while in that time. So I, like a lot of people, were very excited at the time to see some tools come in with people thinking through how we can solve this problem with some software that could allow you to better optimize this where you needed a little more sort of manual steps into this, okay, to go figure out which ads were actually working and which ones were not. 
So that makes a lot of sense in theory, right? As a baseline idea that you could actually in a post iOS 14.5 environment, get accurate attribution to your ads. Those days were rough. They were rough. So I understand that. Okay. Secondly, there's another value here that would, would maybe be a reason you would need it. As I alluded to before, theoretically, an MTA in particular, or, or an attribution tool, a third-party attribution tool, could accurately assign value to your ads so you can better optimize your ad spend in two different ways. One of them would be across different channels. So essentially like, hey, if you're running Facebook and Google and let's say some TV, connected TV, whatever, or influencer, organic, you know, I mean, SEO, there's all kinds of different things you could be spending ad dollars, marketing dollars on. And by properly assigning credit across the different channels, you could then know which channel should be getting the credit. So at the channel level, right? But there's another level of this, which is the actual ad level, which is not only which channels are producing the best outcomes, but the ad level that are producing the best outcomes. And so actually getting that information down to the ad level so you could actually optimize which ads to spend on. Now, I'm gonna pause here and say that I believe that second one in particular, that assigning credit to ads is the ultimate fool's errand here. Now, I'm actually not gonna spend too much time on this today. I don't know that it's always the thing people are looking for. Maybe it is, but it's not. Here's what I basically believe about this, particularly in Facebook, which is the number one place I think people are, are using these kinds of tools. The idea of you parsing out which ads are best performing and then assigning budget there is so rife with problems. Like I don't even know where to start. Humans are terrible at using backwards looking data to forecast the future, particularly in small sample sizes, particularly when they have strong biases and incentives towards certain outcomes in mind, right? I mean, if everybody who has ever made ads has had the experience of launching an ad, being really excited about it, seeing the first three purchases come through, seeing a five row ass on the initial $100 spent and then being like, yes, I did it. I made an ad that worked. And then suddenly your heart is tied to the success of that ad, right? Or whatever it is. There's all kinds of things like that. Or maybe it's the opposite. You just like hate the way this ad presents your brand, but some advertiser convinced you that it would work. And so you just watch closely. And the moment that it doesn't seem to be working, you're like, okay, shut it off. It's not working, right? Whatever. What I believe is very clearly a better way to approach running ads in Facebook is to actually let the machine learning decide using its assessment of the data to let the machine learning decide how to allocate your budget. And so I build ads and I'm going to probably do a whole episode on this at some point. I build my Facebook advertising built totally on the tools within Facebook to say, okay, Facebook, if you think this ad is the winner, please go scale it as much as you can, as long as you can spend and get me my, a certain CAC or a certain ROAS or whatever you want you to do that using cost caps and min ROAS and those kinds of tools. Okay. So here's the really tactical thing. If Facebook is spending on your ad, particularly if you have campaign budget optimization, if you have multiple ads in an ad set, if you have cost cap set, if Facebook is spending on your ad, that means Facebook quote unquote believes, of course it doesn't have sentience, so it doesn't believe anything, but it quote unquote believe, the machine learning believes that that ad is the winner. And therefore spend itself is the indication that it is likely to be your best performing ad. I strongly believe that is both true and a drastically more reliable indication of future value than any decisions you or I could make at the ad level. So this is the first problem with attribution tools to me. It assumes that by me getting the right information, I will then use that information to optimize my next steps. Here's what I can tell you for certain. 
Here's what I can tell you for certain after looking at a lot of ad accounts. Humans make mistakes along these lines constantly. You know what the first thing I do is when I look at an ad account and analyze its past performance when I'm talking to a client? I go and find all the ads that some ad buyer turned off that actually are perfectly good and maybe even some of the best ads that the account has ever run. And I drop them into a new campaign. And I say, as soon as the client signs with me, I just did this recently. I drop them into a new campaign. I put a cost cap on it and I say, okay, here's the target that we have to hit. These ads, they all look like they performed really well in the past. I have no idea why they got turned off, but they did. As long as the product is not out of stock, as long as the relationship with the influencer is no longer viable and we can't use their likeness or something like that, with no extenuating circumstances, as long as we're allowed to run the ads, let's run them again and see what happens. And I'm telling you, in almost every ad account I can find, some advertiser turned off an ad for some silly reason that made sense at the time, and I understand the instinct completely. I am as prone to this as anybody. It is not about being good or bad at this. It's about being a human versus being a machine and using past data to predict the future, okay? I can find those ads, and I just did this with a client where I put those past-performing ads back into an ad account, and they immediately went and soaked up all the spend in the ad account at a really high ROAS because... Humans make terrible decisions about these sorts of things. I can find past winners, relaunch them, and they will be current winners in so many ad accounts because people made a bad decision to turn off the ads because humans are terrible at this. So that was a longer <laughs> it's a longer aside than I wanted, but it's probably an important part of this discussion. In fact, maybe it's foundational to it. That actually having the insight doesn't necessarily lead to the outcome that you think it will. And there's a big problem with that, that machines on average are better at making bets about the future than humans are. So that's crucial, okay? I will link to you some information that Taylor Holiday put out about this just recently that I think will help you think about this more. Taylor put out a great video about how you should never turn off an ad in Facebook, and that's maybe a little overstated, but explaining this thought more, check the show notes for that, and I will put that there. Now, let's talk more about attribution specifically. Why do I think you don't need attribution tools? I should come back and say one more thing about that. Just to restate the point, Assuming you are running cost caps, assuming you're running CBO, even just any ad that you're running against other ads in an ad account, if Facebook is spending on that ad instead of other ones, and it's being told to go get the highest ROAS or the lowest CAC, Facebook spending on it will be a better indication that it is likely to work in the future than you making a decision about which ad works based on the performance that you see. So the spend is the indication that it works, okay? So more broadly, why do I not think you need an attribution tool, okay? Let's talk first about the bar you have to clear for an attribution tool to be worth having, okay? The bar you have to clear is the insights from the attribution tool have to create outcomes in your business that create contribution margin on your ad accounts in excess of the cost of the software. So let's just put this really simply. If you are spending, let's say $500 a month on an attribution tool, okay? I actually don't know what the pricing is for all of these. If you're spending $500 a month on an attribution tool, then that attribution tool needs to provide you not $500, $501 additional revenue. It needs to provide you insights that fuel $501 or more dollars additionally in profit off of those products, okay? So contribution margin in some way or another every month needs to be doing that, right? So that's the bar you have to clear. Now that may or may not be a high bar depending on the pricing, but it may be a high bar actually, particularly if your store is not that big, okay? And this is the next step here. For most brands, including for most of the people who are listening to this podcast, and I'm gonna tell you, I think this is brands that are under, in most cases, like $40 million in revenue, maybe even $50 million in revenue, depending on your media mix. I bet you most brands that are under $50 million in D2C revenue are not brands with complex enough channel mixes for attribution to be really be a problem, particularly at the channel level, okay? 
In most of those cases, for a $50 million or less D2C e-commerce brand, in most of those cases, you are probably driving the majority of your new customer acquisition from a paid perspective in two places. Facebook ads, at least for your paid stuff, right? So many of these brands, it's like, this is the way you're growing the brand, which I don't have a problem with. I think it's great use of your money, actually. I think you should. Did an episode about this, like diversify your spend less. Focus more on being great at these channels because they are so valuable to your business. Brands are driving value in two places. Number one, they're driving value via Facebook ads. Number two, often Google shopping and categorical search. Those are, in most brands I look at, the two channels that are driving customer acquisition value for your brand, okay? And that's what we're talking about here, by the way. Let's be clear. We're talking about ads mostly aimed at acquiring customers, not retaining them. Okay, people maybe are spending a little bit of money on past customers to get them to purchase again, and that's fine. There may be an argument for that, but it's gonna be probably, for most D2C brands, a pretty small part of your overall budget. Like, probably less than 5% in most cases. For most of us, the main places we're spending money on to acquire customers are Facebook ads and Google categorical search, and that's probably 95% plus. 95% plus of the budget there is on new customer acquisition, okay? There are some possible exceptions here for brands where the channel mix is actually much more complex than that. For example, brands that have a long consideration cycle. Some of those brands, though even here, I think this is probably still a case where like email is going to do a lot of the work. I'm not sure that you really needed a tool for this, but I could see an argument for it that if you have a very long consideration cycle, right? So it's like high AOV products. I know Maytab Bogle has talked about a brand that is like selling flowers for weddings, wood flowers basically for weddings. And it's like, you know, people are thinking about buying something that they're gonna use in like six months or nine months or whatever, like these really long consideration cycles. And so they they end up buying it really, really late in the game. Something like that. It may be the case an attribution tool is really, really useful if you have that. I've seen furniture, you know, large $3,000 AOV type things where people are thinking about this for a month, they're getting swatches, like all this kind of stuff, okay? I could imagine, particularly an MTA being a useful tool there, a multi-touch tool. I also can imagine a very large business that is really sincerely multi, that could use a tool like this, okay? So let's talk about like, for example, Ridge, Ridge Wallets. Like, you know, that brand, as far as I know, was a nine-figure brand, D to C that has an incredible team of advertisers, multiple people who are just doing influencer marketing deals, just, or, you know, I've seen their Twitter ads, I've seen them all over the place. Their media mix is seriously complex. And so I could imagine there, that media mix is complex enough to where a third-party measurement tool helping you sort through directionally where the ad dollars are uh, being effective and where they're not could be useful. And I could imagine this for some enterprise brands that are doing, you know, lots of TV advertising. But even there, I will tell you, I have seen compelling data to suggest that actually for the measurement of the value of a particular channel, that channel's dashboard is relatively useful, at least when it comes to Facebook click attribution and Google ads click attribution. And here's a crucial thing to point out about all of this. Those channels actually are getting a click before the purchase. And therefore, if somebody clicks in an ad and then they make a purchase, that ad probably had a large amount to do with the purchase. The ad had a significant effect. And therefore, like at least, I don't know, 80%, 90% of the value that that ad that is produced in that purchase is coming from that ad in some way or another, at least in terms of your paid channels, like that's pretty safe. And that actually just to analyze the performance of a particular channel, actually just using those click tools can make a difference. That can tell you pretty much everything you need to know. The CTC did some study on this where they were just showing that essentially like 
look, it's really, really clear that despite that an MTA might tell you otherwise, that actually a Facebook ad dashboard correlated really strongly to new customer revenue and that you could probably suggest that when you turned your Facebook ads off, that's why the new customer revenue went away when it went away. Like, you know, they've thought about this carefully and it just seems to me that that actually is for many brands the case. Let me tell you who almost, almost for sure does not need an attribution tool. I'll just speak really directly here. If you are running a brand at like less than $10 million in revenue and yeah, even less than 20, if the vast majority of your money is going towards those two channels I mentioned earlier, Facebook ads and Google ads, categorical search, you don't need a third-party attribution tool to figure out if those tools are working. I'm going to give you what you should use instead in a second, but you just don't need it. The media mix is not complex enough for it to be a problem. Anyone who's an earlier stage brand where your new customer revenue is really clear and it changes really directly with your ads, especially again, if you have a short consideration cycle, like if you know that's the case, there's just no way you need a tool. So I have a client right now who is going to do, I don't know, 5 million plus this year in D2C revenue, somewhere around there. And they actually have some multi-channel, okay? Had some more multi-channel than most brands of this size. But the consideration cycle is very short, actually. And it's just incredibly clear. You can see it in a few places. And again, I'll break this down in a second a little bit more. But you, it's just incredibly clear what happens to our new customer revenue when our Facebook account spends more. And you can, it's just, it's not hard to figure out. When our Facebook account spends more, there's a revenue report in Facebook and there's new customer revenue that comes with it. And I can also check Google Analytics. And when I look at those things, like I just don't need a third-party attribution tool to tell me if the spend worked or not because I can see the revenue that shows up that day from those customers. And yes, there's little variation day-to-day and some people take three days to consider it and some people take two weeks. Some people take probably 90 days to consider it. But those people are on the edges of this whole thing. There are small minorities and it's just crystal clear that you just don't need the tool to optimize this more. And actually spending the time trying to think through the exact precise whatever of a particular ad or a particular channel is actually a waste of your time. We would be much better off if we spend the time thinking more about the next piece of creative that we're going to launch, the next offer we're going to launch, whatever it is, right? Those kinds of things. I'm just going to tell you, like, this is my strong belief. Here's my advice to you. If you hired me to coach you and you're running Triple Whale or you're running North Beam or you're running Rockerbox and you have a brand that is less than $10 million and probably less than $20 million with a relatively short consideration cycle and Facebook and Facebook and Google are like your, your overwhelming top majority places that you're getting numbers from. And, and honestly, like most of those places are, are like 70% Facebook. So Google is even a smaller percentage of it. In those cases, I'm just going to tell you like, just one of the ways I can help you generate more profit in your business right away is to kill your attribution tool. Just get rid of it. All it's doing is probably slowing down your site or whatever and making it confusing. Just go look in the Facebook dashboard, look at your new customer revenue. So I just don't see a reason for it. Let me tell you instead what you could do. And I just alluded to it. Here's how I analyze the value of my ad spend. I'm going to give it to you in three steps. Step number one, trust your new customer revenue in Shopify. Listen, no matter what any attribution tool tells you, no matter what value it says you are or are not getting, if it is not showing up or if it is showing up in your new customer revenue, you know, again, assuming you're excluding past customers, those sorts of things. If it's showing up in your new customer revenue, it is working. If it is not, it is not. It is that simple. Here's the extreme example of this that is where people could see this happening. It's like in the old days when like ad roll was a thing. I don't know if you remember this. I don't even know if I said the company right. Like display ad providers that had like a 30 day view through attribution window off of display ads where they were retargeting people. And it's like, oh, ad roll says I'm getting 20 to one on my money. That's amazing, you know? But like you're never actually seeing any new revenue show up. 
Like those days are gone, Critio and all those. I haven't seen anybody using those tools for a long time, at least in e-commerce and at least D2C, like the smart people. And the easy, easy way to check whether or not that dashboard was telling you the truth was just by looking at your revenue. If it wasn't showing up in your revenue, you just knew like this is just not real, right? It was so obvious. So that is still the baseline thing that I'm going to do. And especially, again, if you're one of those brands that has a relatively non-complex, relatively simple media mix, marketing mix. If that's you, like you just don't need a tool to tell you whether it's showing up in your revenue because you can see it in your revenue. It's really, really clear. It's really, really clear. So check that first. One of the things that I will do and the method I've used to check some of these tools for clients of mine has been to just look at the change in new customer revenue day over day and then you know check out some seven-day rolling averages and those things relative to all of what the different attribution tools are telling me. And you can just see really clearly. I've done this with larger brands and smaller brands, both brands that have really complex media mixes and not like, look, here's the day we spent more and look, a bunch of new customer revenue came with it. It's that simple. And so that's the first thing I would say. Always use that for your source of truth and particularly your new customer revenue. You should really be thinking about your revenue in your business in two buckets, new customer and returning customer. And you should analyze those buckets pretty differently. You know, in terms of what you're trying to accomplish for each and how you're generating more of each, it's just total revenue is just going to have too much of a sort of messy mix in there. All right. So new customer revenue, by keeping a close eye on that, that's going to tell you what's happening in your ad spend really specifically. And there's a really simple report in Shopify. You just go into your analytics and first time versus returning customer sales. It's a pre-built report for you. Just go check that first and see how that's working. Okay. Point belabored enough. Number two, a good Google Analytics UTM setup. So there's a couple of things you have to do here to get this right. But once it's done, it's done. I don't know how GA4 will affect this, but at least for now, make sure that your UTM tagging your Google Analytics or your Facebook ads in Google Analytics. Google ads, thankfully, of course, are a Google product. So they already come sort of pre-UTM. So you don't have to worry about that very much. And then make sure that you're doing two things in your Google Analytics account. The first is go and look into your referral channel and make sure that you have a referral exclusion for anything like shop app or PayPal or anything like that where it's just a click out of your Shopify checkout flow in some way or another to get to a third-party payment provider. Exclude those and then make sure that you can see the source and medium and content and keyword, all those things on your Facebook ads. The nice thing is Facebook has made this so easy to dynamically insert the information from your Facebook campaigns into your Google Analytics dashboard. So by having a good UTM setup, what you can do is you can use Google Analytics and I have a link in my show notes for how to set this up, but So go check that out if you don't know what I'm talking about. But by having that carefully set up in Google Analytics, what you can do is at least have a last click attribution set up in Google Analytics for your ads. Now, last click attribution, what that of course means is that Google Analytics is going to give credit to the last channel that was clicked on before somebody came and bought, right? So if somebody goes Facebook ad straight to your website, buys right away without any further consideration, then Google Analytics will give credit there to Facebook. But if somebody clicks on a Facebook ad, bounces off their site, switches to their phone, then searches your brand and then goes and clicks on an organic search result and buys there, well, then Google Analytics was going to give credit to organic search, even though Facebook ads, you could reasonably say, is what really caused the purchase. That's what made you generate the demand in the first place. Okay. Organic search just captured the demand at the end. So if that's the way that Google Analytics works, there's a real value to that because it's the narrowest possible window of value your ads are creating. Google Analytics is always giving the right amount of credit to your Facebook ads, at least in the sense of it's being last click information, okay? So it's never going to 
take too much credit as long as you have an error in your setup for your ads. It only takes too little quote unquote credit. It's actually taking exactly the right amount of credit relative to what it's telling you, but it's underselling the full value of your ad. So Google Analytics is great because even though it doesn't tell you the whole truth, it also never lies. It tells you at least what's happening in this respect. So if your Google Analytics history is set up well, you can use that to sanity check a lot of what else is happening in your ad accounts. Like if Google Analytics says that you have a 0.05 ROAS on something, right? Like just basically nothing, but some dashboard is telling you that you have a three to one. Well, like you can be pretty sure that that's lying to you or that the dashboard is lying to you. Google Analytics will at least pulse check that. You can use that. Typically it also is historically consistent. So if a one-to-one in Google Analytics gets you a two-to-one in new customer revenue, then it will probably do that forever on average, right? So day-to-day it's going to change in terms of how much that works out. But on average, on the whole, you can sanity check it that way. Okay. So that's number two. Number three, and this is perhaps my most controversial opinion on this whole thing. I believe we are back at a point where you can trust the Facebook dashboard. In the immediate post iOS 14.5 universe, this was not the case. The Facebook dashboard was for sure underselling the value of your ads, underreporting the value of your ads, and it was also performing worse. Something I noticed though, within probably four to six months of iOS 14.5 being released, was that actually the performance was getting better again, although the measurement hadn't caught up yet. So that happened first. And then after a little longer, I started noticing, wait a minute, actually, I think the measurement is getting closer to correct. Now there was one problem. The attribution wasn't very clear. If you're optimizing for one day click, you could only see one day click revenue in Facebook ads. You couldn't see any longer attribution windows, which matters because there is a change in terms of the value that your ads produce from day one to day 28 in Facebook ads. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll have to go look that up. (laughs) I don't have time to explain it right now. But for longer click attribution window, there was clearly additional value being created from your ads. So if you're optimizing for seven day click though, you could only see seven day click. If you're optimizing for one day click, you could only see one day click. Well, Facebook has reintroduced now within the last couple months across all brands for every account that you can see one seven and 28 day click breakdowns in your dashboard, just like the pre iOS 14.5 world that we lived in, where you could see these longer attribution windows. And I have now gone and I have looked at the data that Facebook reports relative to even attribution tools. And I believe that they now more accurately reflect the value of your spend than any attribution tool I've looked at. I don't understand this technically enough. Like, and people are gonna say, but it's modeled. That data is modeled. It can't be true. Yeah, it is modeled. And I don't think that's a problem. Google Analytics is modeled too, right? But it works. And Facebook ads modeled data is modeled carefully and modeled probably by some of the smartest data scientists in the world. Like all I can say is I've compared the data to new customer revenue for clients and I've had them actively get rid of third-party attribution tools because of this issue. And I am actually going to say, take this another step further. Right now, I am convinced that Facebook click attribution, click attribution in particular, view attribution really messes this up. But if you are looking at click attribution in Facebook, which you should be, you should be optimizing for click attribution, you should be looking for click attribution. The model data and click attribution in Facebook is now more accurate than attribution tools that I have seen. Again, I'm not technical enough to understand even exactly how the triple pixel works or anything like that. But I have now looked at this closely for three brands and only three brands and all three of them reflected what was very clearly more revenue being produced than what at least the triple whale dashboard was showing. Now, there might be a couple of reasons for that. It might be that there's actually some view attribution in there and it's something related to that. There's actually an interesting thread and I'm gonna link this that somebody posted initially saying, hey, how come my Northbeam dashboard is not showing the full value of my spend? It's showing a bunch of organic revenue even though clearly what's happening is that my Facebook spend 
has grown and my Facebook revenue is reporting more revenue, but it's not a sign, even that like it seemed that the only logical explanation for how this revenue was being created was that Facebook was creating it. And yet Northbeam was not showing that enough. And then somebody else chimed in and said, wait a minute, I'm having the same problem in Triple L. And this was right after I saw the same thing for a client of mine and told the client, like, it's probably time to kill Triple L. It's actually just probably a cost center in your business. And this is where this is actually really insidious, is that if that's true, if Triple L is underreporting or Northbeam is underreporting revenue relative to the new customer revenue that's actually being created, now we have a big problem. And the reason why is that it's telling you hey, here's the trustworthy data source. This is the data you can trust, which makes it really hard and you're paying for it. So it's really hard to disagree with that if that is being framed up as a single source of truth. And if that's the case, if it's not producing the revenue that it's supposed to, then I think it's really hard to say no to it. And actually it's costing you money in the form of opportunity cost if it's underreporting the value of your sales. Like I said, I've now looked at three brands where I'm convinced with, I would say 95% plus certainty that the number in the dashboard, at least for triple whale in that case, was not reflecting the total value of the spend as I could see in new customer revenue. There just was no extenuating weird other revenue source or ad source or influence source that was happening for customers out there besides the change in our Facebook spend that was clearly generating more money. And suddenly new customer revenue was going way up. Why was that happening while our Facebook spend was going up? Well, it's probably because of our Facebook spend and there just wasn't enough credit there. Now I might not be understanding something exactly right. And I'm not saying I want to be really clear, like go uninstall triple whale right now. It's wrong or something like that. What I am saying is check your new customer revenue closely. I'm going to send a link to the Twitter thread where people were kind of batting this question around a little bit. And by the way, the CEO of Triple Oil, AJ Orbach, actually responded in there and said that maybe there was a real view attribution that was happening for ads and that actually, you know, Triple Oil is not doing that. Triple Oil doesn't have view attribution. And he said they're working on adding that in there. And maybe that's the missing link. I don't know. It doesn't fully explain what I'm seeing, but maybe that's the missing link. In any case, what I am saying, just to be clear here, is not go on and sell Triple Whale right now, go on and sell North Beam right now, or go on and sell Rockerbox right now. What I'm saying is, before you just believe that those are the sources of truth, <laughs> check your new customer revenue. Think about how your brand generates money and actually ask yourself the question. It will be a valuable question for you to ask and answer in your business to understand where your revenue is coming from and to think about that and to really ask, wait a minute, if I'm generating a bunch of new customer revenue, but my 3P tool says that it's not coming from ads, where is it coming from? Because maybe you are, right? Maybe the tool is accurate and maybe there is. Well, you should know what that is. Some people also, by the way, I've seen this, will talk about the importance of adding your post-purchase survey for people to say like, where did you hear about us as another attribution tool? I'll just tell you like, self-reported survey information is famously unreliable. It is famously unreliable. To me, I just have no idea why you would use that as the source of truth. Like, And plus people are probably gonna wanna say like, I don't know, people might feel cagey about like, oh, I saw it on a Facebook ad. They might feel weird about that. Like, I think there's very little reason to trust a post-purchase attribution survey as being like a reliable source of data here. Again, you just look at economics. They'll just tell you like self-reported surveys just are very low in, in terms of accuracy. People can't remember what happened, why they purchased, whatever. So you get the point. This has been a longer episode than I expected, but I hope it's helpful to you. The point is, your new customer revenue is the ultimate source of truth. Look at your journey. If you have a simple marketing mix, get really tied to what's happening at that level. 
Forget the tools for a second. Understand your new customer revenue as clearly as you possibly can. Think through that. Think through how your marketing is creating that value and then allocate your spend. And I believe, like I said, the simple way to do this, to save you some money and actually maybe even give you more accurate information is to trust the Facebook Click dashboard. Set it up there. Make sure you can see your broader, you know, one, seven, 28 day attribution. You can see that in your column setup and then compare those things to new customer revenue. If you see those things and it looks like your new customer revenue is growing, trust that it is, right? Don't worry that a third-party tool tells you otherwise. It's not totally clear to me that those are reliable anyway, at least as sources of this. And multiple studies seem to be showing this at this point. Don't waste money on tools like that if it's not actually providing you any value. Know for sure that it is before you go spend the money on it, before you go and believe it. Otherwise, you are going to end up being misled potentially and the value of your spend or believing you're getting closer to the truth when actually uh, what you need to be closer to is your revenue itself. Let figure that out as the source of truth. Okay, like I said, longer episode than I thought. I thought to myself, this will be 15 minutes and I'll blaze through it. But I wanted to try and be as clear as possible there about what was happening. Hopefully that was helpful to you to think through this issue in your business. I hope there's some actionability to that as well. If you liked this episode, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with somebody. And if you would do that. That is the number one way that people find podcasts. So if you like my show and think it's been useful to you, it's the number one way you can help me back. Of course, ratings and reviews and all that stuff help too. If you are interested in working with me in some way, you can reach out to me at ajfgrowth.com. You can also email me at podcast at ajfgrowth.com. If you have any thoughts, disagreements, I will issue a correction if somebody can show me that I'm wrong, which would be useful, I think, in the e-commerce community to keep figuring this kind of thing out. So yeah, also DM me on Twitter at Andrew J. Ferris. That's all the places you can find me. You know them. You've heard them before. Next week on the show, I'm going to have a great interview for you. I've got a couple of really, really good ones coming up. I'm going to catch back up soon with Aaron Orendorf. I've got an episode coming with Isaac Medeiros from Mini Katana, who's built an incredible organic revenue machine. I'm going to break that down with him. You are going to like both of those conversations. And then, of course, some more solo episodes coming very soon as well, including an episode I'm really excited about, about if you are running a brand with consumables or high LTV. I want to talk specifically about how to operate that kind of business, how to think through sort of the engine of growth for that business. So a few really cool episodes coming up. Definitely stay tuned for those. Hit that subscribe button. I will talk to you next time. 